0: On 2SM and the Super Network,
1: High Tide. Thanks to Shimano, tomorrow's tackle today. If
0: only I could
1: go. It is eight minutes after six here on High Tide. Hope you're having a good morning. It's not a bad day out there to go fishing. No the fog? Fog? No fog? Uh, no no fog so according no to fog, Kieran? Brendan said so there was fog <laughs> out so Parallel so fog everywhere.
2: No fog, but I get up and come here. <clears throat> yeah, but he does get here at five o'clock on Friday
1: that. night, so... <laughs> oh, Just I don't get boggy
2: on Friday nights, either.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you used to. <laughs> I
2: used to. That's for sure.
3: Well, let's go to Shooters, Fishers, and Farmers Party. Mark Benazzyak. Morning, Mark.
4: Good morning, gentlemen. I'm probably a bit of brain frog uh, after a week in Parliament. I bet you, you have. I,
1: I didn't get a chance to stalk you this week. What's been going on?
4: um It's been a bit of a week that's focused on um, forestry from, from my end. Um, got had a series of questions and, and speeches dedicated to that topic, um, particularly around uh, the Great Koala National Park and this sort of push to end native forest logging. I, um, I uh, recently discovered that the Environment Minister's Department has been sort of sitting on these spatial maps that show that we don't actually need the Great Koala National Park because um, there already is about 76.5% of uh, land already up in that area locked up Um, and not available for for timber harvesting um, that the koala can sort of roam around in. Um, So I sort of put that to the Minister and Ed said, well, why are we doing this? And she sort of fumbled around and fumbled around, but she she did actually admit that two previous reports that were done uh, on this issue were um, total horseshit. Um, She was a bit more polite than I would have been, but she essentially said that... Um, and then we also had a bit of a debate uh, later on in the week. Um, the Nationals strangely put up a motion about um, the Victorian Labor uh, ending native forest logging and, and trying to have a sideways crack at New South Wales Labor, which was a bit bizarre. But I sort of got up and had a crack at both of them um, in terms of their record on with, with the timber industry. So you know, speaking about you know the the Libs putting in natural uh, secret clauses. Uh, in the wood supply agreements last year that basically means if the Great Wild Park goes ahead, the uh, government can rip up the contracts to supply timber to the timber mills up there and say we don't have to do it. Um, you know, and then, obviously, New South Wales, Labor, have had a bit of a checkered of history. Um, a lot of the people in the timber industry blame them uh, for the mess that they're in, um, particularly Bob Carr, when he created the reserve system <laughs> Uh, which has just expanded, 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 and then has delivered no, no real positive cons- you know, conservation outcomes. Yeah, you know, we have 88% of our land in New South Wales uh, that's native forest that you can't actually harvest, um, but somehow the 12% that you can is the problem. So it's. Um mm. Haven't it might they? Be like,
3: bad eyes no, are remembering nothing, well. look, Not saying koalas. I like koalas and I like to see them, but haven't we got more important things to worry about?
2: Al, i was thinking the same thing i was going to say since when a koala bears been more important than the people without houses
4: well that's well that's it yeah you've got a you've got a housing you've got a housing crisis you've got a, a rising rising rental price crisis um yeah the facts of the matter are that you know koalas are an, and actually are an eruptive species they go through you know uh, booms and busts just like the economy does. Um, and uh, that's what we're experiencing with them at the moment is a sort of a bust period. They've bred themselves to a stupid level and then now they're crashing and burning. Um, but, yeah, we do have some more important things to discuss, uh, more important things to resolve. You know, as, as you said, you know, the amount of homeless people, the amount of people sleeping in cars, um, the amount of people that can't afford a rental pro- uh, property um, to live in, uh, they're f- f- far more important things to address, and we're not going to address them if we don't address the supply issue um, of houses. And and w- what are houses made out of?
3: <laughs> Timber. Timber. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, but hang on, it's all right, we'll bring it in from
1: overseas.
4: Well, that's, that's, that, that seems to be the... Uh,
1: yeah, well, that'll help the environment,
4: yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that seems to be the ideology of, of the Victorian government, yeah. uh, a bit of Chardonnay socialism. You know, we, we, it's just look over there while we kill
3: the orangutans in Borneo. Oh, no, but um, he'll get it from China. He's got his built-in road system in place, so he'll get it from China. There's no problem. Well,
2: Geez, <laughs> I thought the, you uh, got uh, hit the nail uh, there where you mentioned orangutans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought you were talking about a bunch of politicians there for a moment. Yeah, well, some of <laughs> them carry you, on. But you, you were them. using their surname.
4: <laughs> well, some of them carry on like a bunch of orangutans in, in, they in the They do. would you
2: have a look at that? See some after lunchtime. Their
3: language is disgusting. It, it's it's about what you've had for lunch, Kieran.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, if, if it's been a, if it's been a liquid lunch, then uh, that's it. Yeah, they some of them some of them struggle. But um, <laughs> yeah, so look, it's it's been a busy week on on that front. Um, I guess a, a bit of an update on the uh, the Bonner and Bonham Bonner Bay um, situation. I think I spoke to you about that uh, several weeks ago. The um, council have, have been bombarded with uh, letters from fishermen saying that they're not ha- not happy about this proposal from some swimmers to create an aquatic reserve, and um, council have sort of written back saying, uh, "Yeah, we've we've heard what you said, but it's actually up to the department to um to decide this." Um, but yes, the, I think that the message I would say to the fishermen is keep the pressure up on the council yeah. because if. If they pass a motion to say that they support the concept, then it sort of gives the department a bit of a green light to do it. Um, that's not what that's not what we want them to do.
3: Now, the I, other the well, other yeah. good news that came out a week ago was the fact that they finally nailed the coffin shut on the cruise terminal in Botany Bay. Yeah,
4: that, yeah that, that's that was a long time coming, and it was a I guess a combined effort uh, from a lot of people. You know, I know I. I was out there uh, jumping up and down and, and complaining about it. I know, I know people uh, from the Recreational Fishing Alliance were doing it. The Aboriginal communities were doing it. You know, everyone was basically having a crack at this, except the government of the day. And um, so it is actually pleasing to see that that's um, now sort of been shut shut down as a possibility because uh, it is a it is a beautiful spot, um, not only just to fish but just to take your kids there. And they had a, a, a bit of a splash. So, um, yeah, that was very pleasing to see. What
2: the about government. the problem we have with the whales that are interfering with the commercial fishing that supplies fresh seafood <laughs> to the people of this country? Be careful here, the Mark. The eastern seaboard. <laughs> He's going to start comparing them push to pushback and Al mentioned it earlier this morning. How do we count 40,000 whales? How do we know it's forty thousand? You well, heard? You Is there anything you, you, in government you, that says that we've tagged them or what have we done?
4: No, you don't. Well, you, you don't know there's forty thousand whales. That's the that's the uh, the danger of most of the most of our wildlife counts. Um, you know, we you know, So if, if we're assuming. It's,
3: it's a guesstimate. You know, guesstimate.
4: It's a guesstimate, you know, and it, it's a probably very bad one. Um, you know, if you look at how we count, you know, vertebrate pest species in in this country, say like horses and deer and, and stuff like that, we shine a light in in a square area and count the eyes, and then we multiply that by the by the number of square kilometres. Yeah, you know, it, it's it, it makes no or takes no account uh, for how an animal moves in an area, what their home range is. It's it's yeah, it's it's science. That's for sure. Um, so, yeah, you know, and that was the same. And that's the same way we've been sort of measuring uh, koala presence too. Yeah, you know, mm. in the the department when I was the department quite a few years ago, they they basically said in, in the absence of in the absence of sort of scat or scratchings, um, we just assume that they're there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Well, if they're not if they're, if they're not dropping their business on the ground and they're not scratching a tree, they're not there. Yeah. They're not even passing through. No. Like if you know anything about animal behaviour, um. So it's yeah. We I think we need we need to do better in that space in terms of
5: hmm.
4: uh, quantifying quantifying species. But yeah. Well, what do you do about whales? Yeah. Um. Well, well we got about, to, we do,
2: got do, a few things about, happening, <laughs> haven't we? Mark, <laughs> we do got do the whales. We got the. Uh, the housing crisis. It's, so we've got a few things happening here in government.
4: Yeah, look, they've got a few. They've got a few jobs to do. That's for sure. Um, the previous government didn't really leave them in in good shape. So um, towards the end, there, there's a there's a few few problems to fix, and uh, SFF will be there to um, uh, constructively guide them. Okay.
2: No, but then, then, over and above all of this, we've got the voice, and we're got to go. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Mark, but thank it... you for your time this morning. No problems at all, guys. You don't Okay. okay. So, Mark
3: Benazir, shooters, <laughs> fishes
1: at farmers, pounding for the upper house. Well, what
3: is it? Grant? It's what, eighteen uh, minutes. What, what, we're just trying to
1: just trying to save Mark from <laughs> entering a debate on whether we should be culling whales. Oh. <laughs> <from> <laughs> Each time it was funny. While I was listening to Mark talking about the forestries and the environment and everything like that, every time I I think of politicians talking about the environment, remember that Clark and Dawes thing, Yeah. right? All I think about is this.
6: Thanks for coming in. It's a great pleasure. Thank you. This ship that was involved in the incident off Western Australia this week. Yeah, the one the front fell off. Yeah. Yeah, that's not very typical. I'd like to make that point. Well, how is it untypical? Well, there are a lot of these ships going around the world all the time, and very seldom does anything like this happen. I just don't want people thinking that tankers aren't safe. Was this tanker safe? Well, I was thinking more about the other ones. The ones that are safe? Yeah, the ones the front doesn't fall off.
0: Well, if this wasn't safe, why did it have 80,000 tonnes of oil on it?
6: I'm not saying it wasn't safe. It's just perhaps not quite as safe as some of the other ones. Why? Well, some of them are built so the front doesn't fall off at all.
0: Well, wasn't this built so the front wouldn't fall off? Well,
6: obviously not. How do you know? Well, because the front fell off and 20,000 tonnes of crude oil spilled into the sea, caught fire. It's a bit of a giveaway. I'd just like to make the point that that is not normal. Well, what sort of standards are these uh, oil tankers built to? Oh, very rigorous maritime engineering standards. What sort of thing? Well, the front's not supposed to fall off for a start.
0: And what other things?
6: Well, there are uh, regulations governing the uh, materials that they can be made of. What materials? Well, cardboard's out. And? No cardboard derivatives. Like paper? No paper. No string, no sellotape. Rubber? No, rubber's out. Um, They've got to have a steering wheel. There's a minimum crew requirement. What's the minimum crew? Oh, one, I suppose.
0: So the allegations that they're just designed to carry as much oil as possible and all the consequences, I mean, that's ludicrous. Absolutely
6: ludicrous. These are very, very strong vessels. So what happened in this case? Well, the front fell off in this case, by all means, but it's very unusual. But, Senator Collins, why did the front book fall off? Well, a wave hit it. A wave hit it? A wave hit the ship. Is that unusual? Oh, yeah. At sea... Chance in a million. So what do you do to protect the environment in cases like this? Well, the ship was towed outside the environment. Into another environment? No, no, no. It's been towed beyond the environment. It's not in the environment.
0: No, but from one environment to another environment.
6: No, it's beyond the environment. It's not in an environment. It has been towed beyond the environment. Well, what's out there? Nothing's out there. Well, there must be something out there. There is nothing out there. All there is is sea and birds and fish. And? And 20,000 tonnes of crude oil. And what else? (laughs) Isn't that great? (laughs) Kieran, did you write that?
1: (laughs) I did. I love Clark. He was so good at those things. So good. We'll take that break you were alluding to. good idea.
6: (laughs) 2SM Traffic.
7: Here we, Princess Highway, at the boulevard, a car to a pole. This is impacting all directions. Emergency Roadworks, Beverly Hills, King George's Road, between Stony Creek Road and Forest Road, close both directions. Got a high volume of traffic centenary drive approaching Arthur Street to northbound. Amazon's mid-year sale is live now. Shop epic deals on electronics, homewares, beauty and more. Search amazon.com.au slash mid year sale today. That's the latest traffic on 2SM 1269.
0: Talking sport.
3: I listen to talking sport because you guys discuss team dynamics better than anyone, and the seasons are just starting to get cracking, so we're seeing some form and we're looking towards grand final day. But I also listen to talking sport because of Johnny, mate. We just love the passion. That's why I listen to talking sport. Good on you,
7: Johnny. <laughs> Weekdays from three.
3: Worried about you, Peppy.
7: Are you increasingly worried. <laughs> you know, you're a relatively young man, but you're just
3: it's so cranky at times. Mm-hmm. Graham, does he walk outside and shout at passing clouds? Do you know how they say, you know, go hard or go home and all that? Oh, yeah. They seriously underestimate my desire to go
0: home.
8: <laughs> this is 2SM. Ah,
5: good afternoon, boys. You're, you're like a uh, psychiatrist, the three of you. you. I've never been to a psychiatrist, by the way, but I'm mm. just letting you know that's uh, soothing. The invoice is on its way. Yes.
9: Yeah. Mate, I'm, I'm laying in hospital with my wife. Actually, We're both in
8: here. I come in on Friday and it collapsed and so, and the doctor said to me, so, and it's
6: the stress the people on the radio put on me. Talking Sport, weekdays from three.
7: For over 40 years, Kubota have worked the Australian landscape and faced its challenges. From first light to sunset, our agriculture and construction range works with power and versatility that you can rely on. From our mid-size to professional tractors, dependable mowers, zero tail swing or conventional excavators and more. Kubota is building and shaping the future. Visit kubota.com.au or head to your nearest dealer to learn more.
3: It's never been more important to buy Australian than right now. Our local manufacturers and growers produce world-class products known for their quality, safety and reliability. All while generating local jobs, supporting our communities and helping Australian families now and into the future. So look for the trusted green and gold kangaroo logo. Buy Australian now. Visit australianmade.com.au
4: Got a boat or a jet
5: ski? How good is getting out on the open water?
3: Throw in a line, tow a tube or just soak up
8: the sun. But what if something happened to your boat? Get peace of mind with Club Marine Boat Insurance. They're specialist boat insurers and have been around for more than 50 years. Flexible cover for your jet ski or boat, motor or trailer and gear all in one policy. Get a quote at clubmarine.com.au T's and C's apply. Check the PDS to see if this product is right for you. Go to the Club Marine website for a PDS and TMD. 2SM.
0: Sydney's talking. 2SM 1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network.
1: Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. It is 24 minutes after six. If you're thinking of heading offshore today, the forecast for Broken Bay to Port Hacking is... North to, who was that clunking away in the current I should have t- I shouldn't have even t- I didn't even need to turn it around. The <laughs> no the front fell off. <laughs> north to north, <laughs> westly, 10 to 15 knots. tons of oil did arrive. Variable, 10 knots in the morning, then becoming south to south, easterly, 10 to 15 knots in the afternoon. Seas below one metre. The swell, 1 to 1.5 metres, decreasing through the day, coming in from the south. Let's go up
3: north to where someone, some people are very happy because Kieran's down here. Morning, Swanee and Yvonne. <laughs> morning,
1: hey, Ella. I'm the bearer of bad news this morning. He's coming back.
10: Oh, uh, yeah. I, uh,
7: yeah.
10: <laughs> I want to know what the front fell
3: off. <laughs> it's a in car, a different like environment.
1: That. It's all right.
10: <laughs> I had an old Miller Centre, a Seat Miller Centre, best car I ever owned. And I come around the corner, a bloke on the way back from Batonga playing cricket over there, and a the bloke I pulled up in the middle of the road over side so, and I ended up with the front falling off it.
1: <laughs> so, Did you tow it out of the environment?
10: <laughs> oh, God. Anyhow, yeah. Happy place up here, Queensland, after their win. So, yeah.
3: Got to let them win something.
10: Oh, yeah, this is right. Yeah. Anyway, fellas, we've had a great week uh, weather-wise. Um, absolutely magic work. Um, big high plumped itself over the top of us and another big high out in the, in the, in the ocean and, and just light and variable winds all all week, and everyone taking advantage of it. And the snapper are starting to turn up on the close-in reefs. Uh, some good fishing amongst them two, three to four kilo fish. Uh, a few pearlies and parrot in amongst them. Uh, out on uh, the Murphy seem to be uh, firing at the moment. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, don't burly too heavy. There's a few sharks, but a few of the boys are starting to get sharks. So, uh, you know, just keep the burly to a minimum. Otherwise, you could have a problem with the men in grey suits, as they say. Uh, a lot of boats took advantage of the fine weather and got out to the bar and banks, uh, the good catches of Samson Fish and uh, Snapper and, and the likes. Plenty of roofies out there. Uh, just when you thought it was the marlin season was over, uh, Young Jay, I think I mentioned it last week, they had uh, a potential record uh, blue marlin. Right to the to the boat when the hooks pulled. Well, they went out again last Thursday. The boys uh, in in Joe's uh, Bertram and uh, uh, off caloundra wide, thirty five k off Caloundra, about an hour and a half run down there, and uh, they hooked into a striped mar- marlin, which they managed to land, and the paperwork's in. It's a pending state record uh, of sixty. Kilo and sixty kilo and seventy seven hundred grams. I think um, on ten kilo line. So uh, I'll keep you posted whether they they get the record for that one. So there's still a few marlin out there. Just be careful if you're heading offshore, looking into the sun. There's a whale on the move at the moment, heading up north. Uh, Joe nearly come unstuck a couple of times. He said,
1: "Karen's taking notes."
10: Yeah,
1: to <laughs> start calling
3: them.
10: <laughs> no, no, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, it happened and uh, that sun was up at early beach, like I think it was last year or the year before, I can't remember now, but last year uh, they uh, chartered, got on a charter to go out for the reef fishing, they got within 5k of the reef and looking into the sun early in the morning and they hit a whale <laughs> at the end of the charter, they, they took one property up and bent the other one so they had to limp back into the early beach, but uh, yeah, just be careful. Um, yeah, they're pretty big fellows in Wales, you know. Especially run into them on in a small boat. Um, with the full moon coming up, the tail of a down off straddy last last week or, or a week and a half ago. anyway and, and they'll be moving up the coast, so it'll be worth a try around the headlands this weekend. Uh, just be careful, Sunday the wind's going to get up a bit uh, as far as the sea goes, but uh, yeah, we're going to get rain too, so. Uh, uh looking for showers and that well they could get a bit slop slippery on the rocks, but it's worth a try off the beach too for a dew and some tail on the full moon. Uh the river's been a little bit quiet. There've been quite a few boats out during the week, but uh, they're getting a few nice uh, golden trevally on soft plastics. Um from by round to the Cordol seems to be the best. The brim are on the move now, the winter run of brim with some nice catches coming from down uh, Channel Island, Black Banks, uh, right through the system, actually. Um, but that seems to be the best spot down there for the bigger fish. Uh, the crabs, I got managed to get a couple of crabs. Oh, oh, just two of this full moon. It could be the last chance. The water's still fairly warm. Uh, it could get a uh, be the last chance to get a crack at a mangrove, Jack. Yeah, but worth we'll a try up in the creek. Just give it a try. with hard bodies are live, live baits. Uh, I got a couple of crabs during the week. I uh, had it in a few times. And, uh, a couple of just legal, but they were full of meat. Uh, worth a try on the big tides and the full moon coming up. So we'll get in, out in the river in the deeper holes. And uh, yeah, just keep an eye on your pots. A few blokes have I'd like to pot this week. First one in about three years. So,
3: okay. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that,
1: Swanee. And uh, no, we'll, we'll keep Kieran here for another two weeks for you. And, and we want to try and get a veggie report tomorrow, if we can.
10: A veggie report? Oh, yeah. Lettuce <laughs> Lettuce is good. <laughs>
3: lettuce
1: is good. <laughs> you eat all these vegetables. Okay.
3: <laughs> Thanks, Swanee. Thanks, Yvonne. Okay. See okay. you later.
1: Bye. It's 6.30 here on High Tide. We'll be back. Well, Blakey and I will be back in, in a moment. Kieran won't. Kieran, there's a phone call out there for you. Somebody by the name of Paul Watson wants to have a chat.
7: This is 2SM Traffic. M5 going to build up a traffic master street on route to that main exit of Bexley North. Moving okay at the moment, Centenary driver approaching Arthur Street. Despite busy traffic, the Hume Highway through Ingleburn, you're on the brakes northbound. The M7 approaching count past road, heavy at northbound also. The David Jones Clearance event is now on in-store and online. Take an extra 10% off mattresses by Silly Posturepedic and Sleepmaker, plus free delivery and T&C supply. That's the latest traffic on 2SM 1269.
8: Peters of Kensington is online. Shop all the top brands and great prices with the same excellent in-store service. They sell great cookware brands like ScanPan, KitchenAid, Breville and Smeg, as well as Rydal Glassware, Wedgwood Dinnerware and much more. Peters also stocks a beautiful range of home decor, lamps, rugs, furniture, cushions and Manchester. They even have afterpay. Visit petersofkensington.com.au
3: Trying to choose new flooring, window furnishings or rugs for your home? Choices Floorings Room View makes it easy to find the look you've been searching for. Whatever the space or your flooring needs, simply take a photo of the area in your home and select your flooring styles, window furnishings or rugs from the thousands of colours, styles and texture options. Using Choices Floorings Room View, you can see your selections right in your own home. Then send your favourites to your local Choices Flooring store to book a free measure and quote.
1: If you need help with repairs or maintenance to your strata unit or your commercial building, Network Construction Services could save you a hell of a lot of time and believe me, a lot of money as well. You might want assistance with things like waterproofing or concrete cancer repairs which can be a curse. You can find out more by going to networkconstructionservices.com.au or better still, you can talk to Steve on the telephone if you want to. 98085673. Got it? 9808567
9: Three, Finance Easy understands that recent times may have been uncertain for business owners and they'll make it simple to get you finance at competitive rates. Finance Easy takes the hassle out of borrowing money, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. No more meetings with bank managers, no reams of paperwork, just a few clicks on the website. Visit financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 003. Australian Credit Licence Number 392 182
0: With Angel Flight hundreds of needy seriously ill Australians don't have to spend painful days on the road. Angel Flight pilots fly them there free of charge turning miles into minutes. So please support the work of Angel Flight or get involved as a volunteer pilot or driver and help bring blessed relief to people who so desperately need some.
7: This is 2SM
1: Sydney.
0: More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network.
1: Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only 26 go. minutes away from 7 here on High Tide. He's in a culling he's, mood today. Isn't he's he? in a culling mood today.
3: <laughs> uh, let's get down to Joyvis Bay. Greg Rude, good morning. Uh-oh. Reedy? Are you free? Hello? No.
1: Do you want to uh, just, oh, I, I better it. just let
3: the boss check. No, yeah, no, have I done it. it right? I don't no, I'm not saying you're know. I'll stay out of it. Okay,
2: Andrew Parnell.
1: He'll <laughs> Give him a go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll he wants to talk over. about
2: life jackets, cold waters, and he's got. I'm, the three I'm Ps a bit worried about planned. this.
1: I, look, he wants to talk about life jackets, cold waters, preparing, planning, and predicting. Sounds like he's having a go at me here. I'm not saying a word. Right,
3: neither am I. <laughs> okay, let's go up there again. We, we morning, got... Mr. Reed. Good morning. What's happening down in Joybus Bay?
8: What's happening? It's all happening.
3: I'm having a whale of a time. <laughs> a whale of a time. <laughs> Kieran wants to cull them. Does he? No,
8: yeah. yeah. Apparently they're like cockroaches. That's it? Yeah, according to the Japanese.
2: Having <laughs> hey, up the whale station, let's get acting. Bit of action. Cheap <laughs> 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 okay, perfume. Welcome, yeah, <laughs> Place, here
1: Two SM, GK. <laughs> We're gonna Reiki. have to put a little tag on the end. The thoughts of Karen and Ricky do not necessarily re- reflect those of any other living human being. <laughs> yeah, true.
8: That's true. there's um, look, they are a hazard in navigation down here at the moment. If you're out boating on the weekend, you you need to maintain a sharp lookout. <laughs> yeah. In nautical speak, because they're everywhere, there's just there's just thousands of them. Um, yeah, had a pretty. Pretty amazing day yesterday, swimming with them um, down in Wreck Bay at Aussie Pipe, having a bit of a surf. And um, there was just dozens of them all day. And they're just swimming right at the back of the break and coming right in close at some point, you know, 25, 30 metres away. Um, and this just went on for hours. So, okay. um, they're, they're they're all marching north at the moment. So, yeah, if, you, if you're boating, uh, take care. And uh, particularly, you know, for the first five miles like from you know, from shore to five miles out, that's that seems to be the highway. There's, there's more wider <laughs> the bulk of the uh, marine, real close.
3: I can see Grant hitting one when he's going up to. Uh, you just want me to hit one? No, you no, do. No,
2: well, it's the only way he's going to get there. Something has to get him up there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear. Greg, help me out with a fish report. Change the subject, please. no where are you off to? Pitwater. No, it's a big oh, trip. He's he's taken he's
3: taking the little gadget from Sydney to Pitwater.
1: The little
3: bluebird.
1: Yeah.
8: Oh
3: yeah, nice. Yeah, I've got to go as a chase boat for him. <laughs> I've yeah, got I'll to go. go. I've got to go, he says. Listen to that. And the reason yeah. I'm going if he gets into trouble I'm there to video it.
2: I yeah. don't know how you get to call the little bluebird. Little bluebirds are very pretty.
8: Yeah,
2: they are. You know? You're yeah. yeah, right.
8: His yeah, yacht, but a, a, is a not whale what I you'd
3: call think it's a, a pretty little whale at the moment. Yep. Uh, well, not a problem. So where can we catch a fish at the moment, Greg?
8: Um, you could catch a fish in Jervis Bay, and if you were targeting kingfish, I'd be switching over to uh, squid now. Uh, squid and yakas, they, they really haven't by all reports, haven't been on the slimies this year, but like this time of year, coming into winter, I'd definitely like to um, switch over to squid. The water's Still 19 and a half. There'd be, there'd be pockets, warmer patches, warmer patches still. The cold water like, is, is more south at the moment, at Eden. it's come around the corner there. But um, it's still lovely, 19 and a half in the water here at the moment. So, um, All your major headlands at the moment have got the odd really good king at the moment. There's been good reports of 20-kilo-odd fish, which is pretty typical for winter. That you know, If you can get through the rats, um, that's on the cards. But um, you can troll around the headlands, both around you know, Bowen Island and um the northern entrance up near Dart Point and um, there's plenty of sort of salmon and tailor as well around. But um the edges of Jervis Bay, it's pretty much the same story. We haven't had any rain now for well significant rain now for a while, so that the flats are really cleared up the squid fishing's going pretty good. Um we've got some pretty good tides today. Um the evening tide tonight around What's that, around 7.29 or something like that? I think from memory is a two-metre tide.
3: Yes, 1.92, yep.
8: 1.92. Yeah.
3: Uh,
8: there you go, and, and bigger in places. So yeah. um, dewey fishing tonight would be on the cards, particularly, you know, the, the lead-up to the moon. Tonight would be good. Tomorrow night would be pretty dead on the moon. Um, but the beaches are fishing all right, although yesterday the swell popped up. It was a lot bigger than predicted. We had we had three-metre sets here
3: yesterday. Wow, okay. Yeah.
8: Um, so and that was not forecast at all. I think the best forecast I saw a windy was one point four or something like that. So there you go, double the average. Okay. Uh, it was a pretty solid straight south-south east swell, and there's residual of that left over in the water this morning. So all well, your eastern facing rock ledges probably take care. Okay. Um, but the beaches are going all right, and the basin's down to fourteen degrees now. And you guys, have to sense the urgency. You've got to go. You're just trying to shove me out the door, aren't you?
3: We are. We've got to get through a heat, <laughs> heat. Don't worry, but hang on, pro lewis
8: Yeah, it's
1: all good. Don't worry about them. No. PJ is absolutely stoked. He's got a whole pack there. He's posted them all over Facebook, and they are just gorgeous. He's a convert. He's a convert. convert. (laughs) Okay, Greg, thank you for that. Have a
3: great day. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Greg Reed, Pro Lewis. Let's stay with the phones. We'll get a transport roads and maritime spot this morning. We've got Andrew Parnell on the line. Morning, Andrew.
9: Morning, gentlemen. How are we going?
3: Well, we're good. It's nice and warm in the studio, but uh, out in the water, it's a bit cold at the moment.
9: It is, it is. It's definitely coming into that time of year um, where we're layering up and uh, braving the the early starts and the, the frosty weather conditions.
3: Now, how should we prepare for that?
9: Look, there's a few things we can do before setting out during the winter months. Obviously, number one, just from your previous caller, always pays to check the weather and Continually get those updates while you're out there. Um, maintaining your vessel, that's a big one. You don't want to you know, break down while you're out there. So servicing your engine regularly. Um, checking your battery that's fully charged before you're heading out. And um, obviously, make sure you've got all the right safety equipment when you're heading out.
3: Yeah. And with, with the winter months, you're better off to have many layers of light clothing instead of one or two layers of very heavy clothing.
9: Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, you know, this time of year we do layer up. Some fishermen even tend to have multiple pairs of pants on or overalls, um, even donning on the Ugg boots in in your sort of alpine territory. So, yeah, lots of smaller, thinner layers. Um, something that's easier to pull off if you need to, if you yes. worst-case scenario do fall into the water. You're right, the bigger, bulkier, heavier items be a lot More difficult to to pull off if you happen to fall in the drink.
3: Yeah, planning plays a a big part of it, as you're saying. You know, if you don't plan properly uh, and prepare, uh, the outcome is normally not very good.
9: Absolutely, yeah. Yep, exactly right. And again, just checking those weather conditions and and constantly keeping your finger on the pulse with them. As I said in the previous call, predicted 1.5 meter swells, but getting sets of three meters rolling in like. Anything can happen when you're out there
3: yeah because when they give a forecast, it's an average for ten minutes, and it could be double what they're saying basically for gusts.
9: absolutely yep it's it's always just a guide and it's um always always good to observe your surroundings and you know do we need to change plans, Maybe duck around the corner here, get a bit of cover and wait it out for a bit, or is it time to go home? Is it too rough? And, yeah. it, and it Don't, is the
1: weather, too. I mean, at the end of the day, they've been, you know, it's, it's not something you can predict very easy. No. Hang on, you Tree.
3: No. Oh, yes. Right, you're, Word you're of talking wisdom about coming?
2: having all this multiple clothing, Come on. Yes. Where do we put the life jacket? Over and above? Oh,
3: yeah, of course or you do.
2: Or
9: do we put
3: the life jacket mm. underneath no. all this
9: clothing? How Over. can
3: you put an inflating life jacket
9: underneath? Well. Always, always on top, gentlemen.
3: Thank you. Well, that, how do you take all your...
2: Gear off when you've got a life jacket on. <laughs> well, Gerard.
1: Sorry, go,
9: down, go down, Andrew. You, you do, that's right. You do want your jacket, if you're wearing an inflatable type, you want the opportunity for it to inflate correctly. That's right. You don't want that to be restricted. Yep. And be mindful, too, that you do have your manual inflating straw, so if you do need to put more air into your inflatable life jacket, if that was under layers of clothing, that's going to be very there difficult to do so.
3: Just thank- Andrew, thank you very much for putting him straight. Thank you for your time this morning. <laughs> We'll go and him around the ears a bit. There's no problems. No
9: <laughs> worries, guys. Thanks Thanks, Thanks, Andrew. Grand. Thanks, Cheers. No,
3: Transport for New South Wales, Andrew Parnell. We'll be back after the break.
9: 2SM has
3: Sydney talking. Traffic.
7: Here we, Princess Highway at the boulevard. A car into a signal pole affecting all directions. Beverly Hills, King George's Road between Stony Creek Road and Forest Road. Emergency roadworks impacting both directions. we get a high volume of traffic. Centenary drive approaching Arthur Street at the moment, northbound. We send a financial year, Bob T. Marts of great buy three, get one free plus instant cashback deals. With 30 stores located in New South Wales, they'll look after you Tease and cease. Apply. That's the latest traffic on 2SM 1269.
1: Afternoons with Brent Bultitude. According to West Farmer's Michael Channey, cashed up international investors are going to be turned off if the voice fails. Brent Bultitude.
2: He should have more decorum as uh, the leader of this country and he's doing anything he can to try and tip this over the edge.
1: The problems they have in Alice Springs. If the voice is going to change that, tell us how it's going to change that because that's the sort of rhetoric that we're not getting from the Prime Minister.
6: 2SM. Sydney with Brent Bultitude.
1: If you're looking to
0: start a business, buying a franchise is an excellent option, and with All Group Franchises, you'll have ongoing support. The home services industry is experiencing rapid growth as people are too busy to maintain their homes. All Group Franchises offers a range of home services franchise options, including lawns and gardens, and you'll be trained in every aspect. Visit allgroupfranchises.com.au or call 0429 691413. That's 0429 413. Brain tumour, migraine, dementia. Have you or someone you love dyslexia, been touched by a brain disorder, disease or injury? Help the ones you love by donating to research today. Visit brainfoundation.org.au.
8: It's the early start to the weekend we all love. Thursday night, rugby league, and this season, your Thursday night broadcast is driven by the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorrento. Going for the corner. Where's the support? Doesn't need their support. The Ford Ferrari scores, and Penrith press play on the party. Your weekend arrives early. Thursday night footy, partnered by the award-winning seven-seat Kia
9: Sorrento. For the
3: management of pain and inflammation associated with osteo and other mild forms of arthritis, try Stiff, Sore and Sorry pain relief gel.
9: Always read the label. Use only as directed. And if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional.
6: Look for Stiff, Sore and Sorry pain relief gel at pharmacy. In health food stores everywhere. To find the location of
5: your nearest stiff, sore and sorry Stockers, go to loveoilcollection.com.au or phone Ray on 040 66 One
9: in three people will need blood in their lifetime.
4: But only one in 30 of
6: us donate. Over 100,000 donations are needed this month. Do something special. Give blood. Call 13 14 95 or visit donateblood.com.au.
0: Breakfast with Richard King. Call Richard now, 13 12 69. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano.
3: Tomorrow's tackle today.
9: If
0: only I could go fishing.
3: And welcome back. Let's go to Queensland and find out what Mr. Burt's up to after a success Sanctuary Cove last weekend.
5: Oh, mate, it was a good morning to you, boys. It was absolutely Awesome. And I've got to say we had over fifty thousand people and, and I can guarantee there were that numbers because
3: Hang on, hang people. on, hang on. The official one was forty seven thousand
1: and a few.
5: I went I, because I went in and out so many times, I reckon <laughs> I reckon on my pass.
1: <laughs> I thought Paul it was one of those fishing tails. You know how big that fish was I caught? It was this <laughs> big. You no, know I how big it. the crowd was? It was that it big. Was, big. It was that they, they count heads up there. That's why it was
5: double. Yeah, it was the, but it was a really, it was a really big, it was a big, it was a big um, boat show though, guys. And and in all honesty, it was they were they were blessed by the weather, gods. They had fantastic weather. Crowds were really, it was really busy, and um, and a lot of good sales there. And uh, you know, people were really um, you know enjoying the atmosphere. It was, whether you were buying or not buying, it didn't really matter. It was just showcasing so much new products on market and new different boats and electronics and just bits and bobs everywhere. It was a really cool show, and I'm looking forward to the Sydney International Boat Show at the ICC in uh, Darling Harbour there on the, uh, the 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th of August. should be great.
3: Now, have all the fishmongers on the Gold Coast sold out of tuna now? <laughs> Showed all those thousands <laughs> of people how to make poke,
5: Mate, it was so good. It was so good. I, I think um, I think so, but all well, the oysters were really cool too. We did oysters with flying fish row in it there, Blake. You would love it, mate. Uh, and, and I've got to say there too, Grant, you know, flying fish row... I had people asking me, "How do they get flying fish roe? How do they get the roe out of a flying fish?" Well, I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Don't they I, smell bad? Uh,
5: well, I don't what the, the roe.
1: No, the flying fish themselves.
5: Uh, all fish have a bit of a, a you know a bit of a tainted smell to it oh, because oh. you know it is what it is. But no, I don't think so. I don't, well, maybe not as bad as a pilchard.
1: <laughs> probably not as bad as a pilchard. All the yachties, when they, they land on the decks of the yachties, they all walk out with gloves and drop them off because they stink yeah. for hours. Yeah, they you know, That's it. the thing. They've been there for ages. I find them on the big boat when we're away
3: and or in yeah. the tender, and they could have been there for 12 hours in the sun. So oh, that's where they smell.
5: Oh, yeah, okay. That, that'll, that'll do it. It's just like putting yeah. prawns in your hubcap of your car there, Grant. Like, you know, eventually you don't know where it's coming from, but eventually it'll smell really bad. Oh,
1: that's okay, what, what you
5: wh- did. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I'm gonna try putting him out of the seating grants bike.
5: I am gotta tell you <laughs> Yeah, head up. <laughs> I tell you what I did, boys, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna make you all jealous and envious. is I don't know if you saw sunrise yesterday morning, Friday morning, but um I, I flew down to Sydney on Thursday to judge Australia's best pie. Right? <laughs> now I was at I was at Glee right, just around the corner from where your boat is there, Blakey, and I was, yeah. uh, I went into the, uh, the race course here with the greyhounds, and they had all these kitchens set up, and there were 400 bakeries, 3,000 products to try and test. Now, I had the call up two months ago to prepare myself, right, and I, I, I thought, I'm not fat-shaming myself, but I, I, I do, you know, I, I do like a meat pie. So anyways, we went down there, and uh, it was awesome. Country Cobb took home the best pie in Australia again, fourth time now. They're in Victoria near Clinton or something. And, um, and, and you know, there were so many different pies, pasties. It was amazing. So I was one of uh, – I, I just did the hosting part of what I did for the Sunrise. But uh, there were, you know, a dozen qualified judges who know more about meat pies than I ever would. But Hang on. I hang did on. ask the- what,
3: what? How do you yeah. become a qualified meat pie judge? I thought we all meat pie
5: judges. <laughs> Well, you know, I did the cross uh, on, on Friday morning for Sunrise. Like I did a, a top and a tail live from the Gold Coast, but the package is, was in Sydney. Uh, and I had three pies there. I had a couple of really good bakery pies, and then I had the humble old servo pie. Now, the servo pie, right, it doesn't, it doesn't qualify much when you're looking at other pies. You know, the, the pastry's a bit thick. Uh, there's not much meat in the middle. The meat can fall out on your foot, which is what you don't want. You know, so it's all... You know, it's all got to hold together and the flavor's got to be um, powerful. But when you're in a rush, the good old servo pie, I'll tell you what, it, it, it's a winner for me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who, who won? Only,
1: that's what we want to know. Who
5: yeah, won? That, that, well, they, they were, like, there was the best meat pie, the best potato pie, the best, you know, all these different pies. But the best pie was a pie from uh, um, uh, joint down in, I think I just mentioned it before. I can't, I can't remember <laughs> now. But anyway, it was uh, th- those guys, um, Cobb. Cob, coblo, not coblo. Anyway, they hey, were that, no, they were, uh, <laughs> they, they were, uh, they won the best pie, but they had barramundi and scallops as a seafood oh. pie. Surprisingly. Ah, uh, see, so <laughs> oh, there you gosh. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that was good.
1: Uh, Paul, when it comes to the jealousy stakes, uh, I hosted the Miss B Eight Supercar Awards for Channel Ten. So good luck with your pies, <laughs> <prize>, buddy. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, but I got my question into the judges, and the, I don't know but I said, look, before I went in there, I said to them, hey, quick one, fellas, I got to ask the <laughs> question. Is I you know like a good wine? Do I spit it or do I swallow? What do I do? (laughs) And they said to me, they said Bertie, if you like it, you 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 swallow it. If you don't like it, you spit it out. I said no drama, and that's that was how we went around tasting the pies. (laughs) Napkin.
1: Would be like handing a monkey a machine gun, wouldn't it, Alan?
3: It just paints a horrible picture, doesn't it?
5: Oh, I reckon it does. Anyways, uh, back to business. Uh, today's <laughs> weather not too bad. We've got some pretty good conditions up here. No uh, terrible
1: you know. conditions. I can't sail in that. There's only seven knots of wind off the coast at the
5: moment. Oh bloody grotty yachty there, Blakey. Wants wants wind oh, for nothing, but... gets everything for nothing. You know, how complain if it's it. too windy. Yeah. Complain if it's not enough <laughs> oh, wind. You know, oh, I, I've okay. oh. got to
1: tell you something. Kieran Kieran <laughs> said to me during the week when I rang yeah. him, yeah. he said, uh, "You bloody yachties, you want it all for free. When does that start?"
5: <laughs> when it blows over twenty knots, <laughs> oh,
1: I spent a bucket load of money on this rotten thing. Oh,
5: I know, I know. Look, it's just—it's just like uh, you know, it's like the, the bananas on the boats. It's a—it's it's just a bad thing, you know. It's not real, but yeah, it is what it is.
1: So, seven to ten <laughs> knots at the moment. Where can we go yeah. and what can we do?
5: Oh, look, mate, there's plenty of garfish in the estuaries if you don't have a big boat. You can do that off the bank around the Spit, um, also opposite uh, Wavebreak Island on the western side and eastern side, northern side around Crab Islands, holding plenty of garries there. A few tailors showing up on the beaches around Narrowneck, also further south around Mermaid, Miami, try the end of Alfred Street. Up around the Jumper Pin, we're seeing, obviously, the moon starting to come through. Meaning that we'll be seeing the mulloway on the move, and there's been some beautiful mulloway caught around the Kalinga Bank, uh, region also out on the reef, uh, particularly the artificial reef northeast of the seaway, and uh, up on the Cottons and the Sullies east of the jump pit. Oh, been some good catches there. Uh, some big blue marlin taken out on the 200 fathom line again, plenty of sli- uh, flame snapper uh, in about a 200 meter mark, 180 water, meter of, of water northeast of the seaway, about 70 k's northeast. You want to be pretty much off point lookout for the flamies and a few barcot up there as well. Um, anyone after Snapper, we're still seeing Snapper coming through at the moment on the 18s and 24s. They're just starting to tick over now, which is good. And, of course, we do have our closure coming up ne- at the end of next month. So we're going to see a bit of a change there. Um, so obviously, mate, we're seeing some good catches coming through. And, of course, there's more to come. Plenty of brim also in the main channels around the seaway. Uh, up around the sunny coast, you could try those. Uh, the beach breaks, that I've been trying them for tail at the moment, particularly uh, around Perigian would be a pretty good spot there. Plenty of beach rooms up in that narrative woods. Also down around Marichidor, if you're keen to have a crack for some whining or dart in those shallower gutters as well. I'll be flicking squidgy soft plastics for flathead in those shallow gutters. Around three foot deep would be ideal. And uh, if you really want to have a bit of fun with that, work the high tide to the low tide and you'll find a lot of those fish will just sit in those little, the neck of the drains, those gutters that have a, a wider expanse and then it goes into a shallow. That, as that water feeds back through that, they'll be hanging on those drop-offs and there should be a few good lizards around at the moment. Plenty of blue swimmer crabs if you're keen to have a crack of those around uh, the outside area of the Sovereign Island. Uh, Crab Island also up around the five ways behind the jumper pin. Uh, and give that a go. Up also around the uh, the, the power lines near uh, near Jacobs. Well, you could try further north up around Cabbage Tree. So plenty of blue simmers around also off Wellington Point uh, for the Brisbaneites. If you want to get out there, a couple of schools of tuna still around the bay at the moment. If you want to have a crack at those, uh, Harry's has been holding some nice snapper. Uh, the artificial in there in the Moreton Bay as well, along with a few tuna still coming up. The odd mackerel. I'd be trying for those still, and try using. Uh, a downrigger, and troll some bonito if you want those really big winter Spaniards. So I'm talking fish around that sort of 15 to 30 kilo mark. And they'll be hanging deep, but they'll be out there around the Rouse Channel. as also around the four beacons um, off Tangaluma.
1: Geez, that sounds good. <sighs> but not for you, Blakey. You don't have a small boat. Yes, I do. It's upstairs in the big boat. <laughs> <laughs> I walk into uh-huh. that one. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Paul well, yeah. thank you very much for your time this morning. We'll look forward to chatting with
5: you tomorrow. Oh, I, can't, I, can't, I can't wait. Good on you, Blakey. That was a good one, buddy. That was, that was awesome. Yeah, Remember yeah. to up your account on early fans too. I'm still waiting on your dog. Okay, wait. not a problem.
1: <laughs> don't encourage him, Birdie. Don't encourage him. <laughs>
2: That's all I can say. Zero, zero, zero. Listen, folks, don't forget, before we go... Please keep your eye on the sky and have a great day. And safe one. See you all tomorrow.
3: Safe baiting, Thank you for listening. Look forward to your company tomorrow morning. <laughs> that is the programme. Have a great Saturday.
2: Hoping for that red fin
0: One pound to put in Mama's fridge Where the warbler and the dragon fly Knew us like they knew the river bend But as sure as yabbies bite your toes
2: This boyhood story had to end